Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am a weirdly chill Dolly Davis, heading into our big Prince Charles Cinema screening tonight. And I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. I'm very pleased to see you like this, because my wife and I were talking about this last night. Mm. That when you and I were backstage before our MediaCon show we did with Cultaholic, you were pacing back and forth. You were, like, muttering to yourself so slightly. Cause you just, and you had this look of dread on your face. And every time I looked at you, you just had this look that said... I don't want to do it. Don't make me do it. <laughs> and then I made things worse by looking through and I said, oh, Jushin Thunder Liger's out there. Yeah. Oh, Kushida's out there as well. Mm. All your favourite wrestlers. All your favourite wrestlers are out David there. Starr's out there. Yeah, he's going to watch you yeah. uh, do a show now. Uh, but, so when I was leaving the house today, my wife said to me, I was like, give Ollie a big hug. Just calm him. Calm <laughs> oh, that's him, nice. Just calm him down. Like, you know, just make sure that he knows that everything's going to be cool. And I got in this morning, you were first here, and you were just like, hey, 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 it's a live show tonight. Yeah, I think, well, I feel like the heat's off a bit because we've actually organized everything. Yeah. For the MediaCon one, the segues just appeared 10 minutes before we were meant to go on stage. We hadn't really rehearsed anything with the Cultaholic guys. Nope. Uh, essentially, it was five minutes of dance padded out to half an hour of fluff yeah. with talking. Mm-hmm. But at least this one is... And it's like people have come to say, we've sold a decent amount of tickets so far. That doesn't mean you can't come if you're thinking about it. We still need you to come. All the the T-shirts have arrived. The magazines have arrived. Brand new T-shirts are going yes, to be there. So people going, got merch. people going to this screen tonight are going to be the first to get their hands on our brand new set of merchandise. I don't have a T-shirt, but it's fine. Mm. Other people well, do. We'll get them when we get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, Fagador's got one. He's only been here a couple of months. I mean, the the weird. Th- oh, you two. mean a, a t-shirt design? Yeah, I've been, I've been here two years. It's okay. You it's didn't fine. come up with anything. I I bloody well did. What, what was it? I gave I control C control V. I gave you the mm. uh, the uh, all the other one stuff. Well, the the Fagador was always the Fagador gimmick was always designed <laughs> with merchandise yeah, because it was so <coughs> it was toyetic is what yeah. it was. Uh, but with all this exterior calm, I mean, the drugs are helping. That could be a part of it. Med- the ashwagandha. Med- uh, but I, I do have... This massive ulcer has appeared on the inside of my face. Oh, it's the worst, isn't it? It's, it's catching on my yep. tooth with every move. Well, I, so uh, I think that's my stress. I've just put it all in that little pocket. Yeah, I mean, I get ulcers quite bad due to my condition. So I get them... Condition. I get, condition. Like, I get ulcers on my tongue. 
uh, I get them very bad throughout the year. But I actually had a quite a good year mm, for ripped. not getting ulcers. Um, but, so yes, we are getting ready for our Prince Charles cinema show. Um, and yeah, everything just seems to be like weirdly fine. Like the magazines there, as you say, the t-shirts are there. All we need to do is just show up. Like we need to edit stuff and then we can just leave. It's the opposite of Friday when we were panicking to get everything done before we had to go to the yeah. Rev Pro show. I think the Rev so the Rev Pro show we went to was really good. Was thanks so good. to the Rev Pro people for accommodating. Oh, us. it was amazing. And what a uh, great show. Yeah, and meeting all the fans afterwards and hanging out with the wrestlers. I oh, had. did we mention <laughs> we went to Will Ospreay's after party and hung out with Shane Taylor from Ring of Honor. Yeah. And Will Ospreay fed us both apple sour shots Which from I was the bottle brushing out of my beard the following day oh, it's sticky it's sticky mm. it's sticky um to rock a rhyme um will was very accommodating as well uh, yes. when he wasn't bouncing around the place what a wonderful little chap is he, he is. injured <laughs> <laughs> I mean. well, you say he's injured he did an angle with chris brooks yeah. at the start of the show not uh brooks um and he did do it with yeah, brooks. chris yeah. brooks yeah did it with brooks after the, brooks sh- uh, the, start of the show it. yeah um so yeah, so it, it was a bit weird. He didn't seem that injured, but it, he's still on Twitter well, going th- like, "I'm rehabbing. It's fine." I think it's you know I can't I can't wrestle a match. Absolutely. I recognise that's idiotic of me because I'm d- actually injured a, a serious amount for once. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I can't do I can't do everything else. I cannot party. You know he loves wrestling, so he does. It was just weird. I, it was the next day. I thought, Will Ospreay is like one of the best wrestlers in the world. Absolutely, bloody and. He was just pouring apple sours down our throats. That, yeah. was a, that was a nice, humbling moment. It was it was a very surreal uh, night out, I think it's fair to be said. Mm. Um, yeah, watching Shane Taylor and David Starr playing beer pong, um, chatting with Viper uh, for a little bit. I got into a conversation with David Starr about his main event match that he had with, uh, with Tomohiro Ishii. And, yeah, I think I might have come across as a bit of a mark. Mm. Um I, I didn't have good Rusev Hayes. Oh, on, no. On I, I think I got all my Rusev Hayes wrong. I, I did it wrong. Oh, dear. Like when, so I went, we were handing out flyers to promote the Prince Charles Cinema show after the Rev Pro uh, event ended. Very kind of them to let us do that very, as well. Very, very kind. And I, uh, I really wanted to buy a Mark Davis t-shirt because I think Mark Davis is awesome. Of Aussie Open fame. I'm a big fan of Aussie Open. And I nearly bought one at the interval, but I need to go and get cash. So by the time I'd got cash and got into the queue, Volta was making his entrance, and I really wanted to watch the Volta match. So, so I went to go and watch that instead. And then after the show, I ran back in so I could get my Mark Davis T-shirt, and he wasn't there. He'd already packed up, and I was like, oh, that's sad. But at least I can buy my Chris Brooks T-shirt which I'm currently wearing now. Great. It's a cool design. It is a great, great t-shirt. It's, it reads death. Death by roll-up. Death by roll-up. Yes, which I've also got a, as stickers. Uh, a number of Japanese katakana characters beneath yes. death. And he is uh, doing a, a big octopus stretch on like a skeleton. Mm. It's pretty cool. Uh, so Chris Brooks is awesome. Um, but I, I didn't really have a, I didn't really have a great interaction with him either because I got too starstruck and I got a little bit nervous and I just sort of shook his I was like thank you and I bought my t-shirt and he gave me some stickers and I was like that's really kind and then I ran into Shane Taylor and Shane Taylor was very very not excited but like oh my god guys like I, you know I, I, I was not expecting that like I watch your channel <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the work you do and then in my head I was like 
oh, okay. I mean, I thought you were Shane Taylor, but clearly you're not <laughs> because you've just said you're a big fan of this yeah. show. So clearly you're not Shane Taylor. And it was only, in, and, I, and I was like, oh man, thank you so much. And I shook his hand. And then we sort of had this sort of awkward moment because I think he was expecting me to say something back. Tell you some wrestling news. Or, or something like that. And then I sort of, and then I left and I felt really awkward about it because as I was walking back, I was like, no, I'm almost sure that was Shane Taylor. Oh, no. And then when I saw him in the other fight, I was like, no, it definitely was <coughs> Shane Taylor. You were Taylor. scared of being accidentally racist. I, well, I don't know what happened. I just lost all social skills. I, I did it all wrong. I did all my meets wrong. And then I was talking to David Starr afterwards, and I was just, I did that wrong as well. I didn't have a good night. That's why I went home early. Aww. I say early. I left at like half one. Yeah. And, it, and it closed yeah. at two. So I, really, I could have just stayed for that extra half hour. Mm. But I just went and I just stood by a taxi rank, sad on my own. Yeah. And it was raining. And then a German guy asked me for a lighter, which I don't have one. I don't smoke. And then he found a lighter. And then he came up to me with his cigarette and just blew a drag in my face. Oh, wow. And then walked away. And I was like, oh, this this Was night, it Bobby Guns? I was like, this night's rubbish. Like, what's happened here? Oh, I had a great time. I had a bloody wicked time. <laughs> but I did everything wrong. And then that happened. And I felt really bad. I was uh, I was just very all, all my all my crushing guilt comes the next day, which I learned an, a name for beer fear. <laughs> so that is the next day you just think everyone hates you and you've said all the wrong things. Yeah, oh, I get beer fear quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, I didn't I, know that was a yeah. I imagined it was a shared experience, but I didn't know it had such a catchy name. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, it's just beer fear, and yeah. I feel like I've labelled it. Now I can move on. <laughs> uh, but the yeah. I, I was uh, I was supremely drunk and I was loving it. You <laughs> were just having running a around. Time. It was very nice. I oh my god! So we've got to put over this one of the matches we saw a complete delight. This guy comes out in a is it a key? Yes, a karate outfit. A gi. A gi. A gi. Key is what um, monks have in Dungeons right, and Dragons. Yeah. And he comes out and we're like, who's this guy? Who's this guy? What a what a cool 2018 gimmick, karate kid. He's like like a white guy. Mm -hmm. Someone's going to say he's got Asian heritage now. But to me, he looked like a white guy. Speedball Mike Bailey. In a karate outfit. Speedball Mike Bailey. Who I saw, I saw at the Rev Pro tapings, but yeah. didn't take much notice of, I don't think. And I don't recall his match. I knew he was. I recognized the name and I knew he was there, but clearly his match had no effect on me during those tapings. Yeah, I feel like if he's Canadian, I've definitely seen a really good match with him before. But I'm just not. I'd like, yeah, for, for some reason, he's never registered in my head. Holy moly, he stole the freaking show. He, he was incredible. And then afterwards, I thought there was a guy. I thought he was in the after party where Will was having his after party. And I was like, Fakador, that's, that's people. And Fakador goes, oh, my God, yeah, it is. And I said, are you sure? Because I'll go over and say hi. And he goes, I'm not sure. And I said, I'm going to go and say hi. Walked over. Are you speedball? And he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I loved your match. And he went, no, I'm not speedball. And then I, like, my eyes kind of adjusted to the, the brightness. And it was not. It was like a 17-year-old kid. Oh, mate. Was it Andy Datsun? No, no. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's, uh, let's jump what into the What a Rusev hay that was. What a Rusev hay. We, got, we had some very bad Rusev hays for Rusev nay. Least, yeah, but Shane Taylor's great. Yeah, at least Shane liked you. Um, so we've got a very special gift in the outro segment of this show. So please do stick around for that. From Italia. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, particularly enjoy this week's raw. I feel like I'm being a very, I feel like I'm a bit sad at the moment. Um, but anyway, <laughs> hear me talk about how great Becky Lynch is, but not much else in the show. Here's the raw review. 
it was a pretty not tedious it was just a very by the numbers nothing inspiring show because this is survivor series this sunday after that huge two-week build after crown jewel so a lot of stuff was shoved in here the tag team match is just a joke for for this sunday but after all that i was ready to kind of hang it up and go well you know alexa bliss's big announcement of who her team is it's just heels and natalia like what a weird weirdly chosen team so it is the worst survivor series team possible yeah she uh so the 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 big main event was built around alexa saying i'm going to announce my team and before uh she she says i'm gonna have nia jacks i'm gonna have mickey james you know mickey james always been in cahoots with well not all the time. Sometimes she's a baby face with Bliss. But then all of a sudden, Nia Jax is friends with Bliss as well. Well, what Alexa Bliss says is like, well, I hope we can put aside our differences. Yeah. And Nia essentially went, yes, we can. Cool. So all that build, all those storylines we were telling earlier this year swept under the rug because they're both heels now. Ergo, they have to be friends. So it's pretty lazy storytelling. Awful storytelling. I guess at least they addressed it. I don't know what I'd prefer. <laughs> And then you've got Tamina. (laughs) Yeah. So they are really like, they're really into this Tamina push at the moment. Or are they just into a Nia Jax push and Tamina is just a part of that? Oh, you you have a theory? They're into Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey can't just go up against Nia Jax. That's happened already. Just one dominant character. No, she has to go up against... Two dominant characters. You've got Tamina is being used to get over Nia Jax, who is being used to get over Ronda Rousey. Sweet. They play a few moves ahead of us. That's why I'm terrible at chess. Yeah, it's like, oh man, Chad Gable's getting a super push. Oh no, it's to get over Connor. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's probably to get over John Cena eventually <laughs> when he comes back for a Royal Rumble match or yeah. spot. Just like all this is just done for a spot. But, so you've got that, and then weirdly... Bliss just goes, and Natalia's going to be there too, but she's not here right now. But, like, why? Yeah, she's like, so she announced Natalia for the team, but, she's, but with everything she's gone through on today's show, I've sent her home because she's too distraught. And I'm like, why didn't you pick someone you're, like, surely Alicia Fox, in kayfabe, makes more storyline sense? Yeah. Because they're friends. They're already established as friends. I, and then Alicia Fox just came out at the end. I thought Alicia Fox wasn't, wasn't there, and that's why she wasn't picked. I was like, it's so weird then to have four heels and your one babyface, Natalia. And not not just that. Oh, were you going to say not just four heels, but one of those heels is Ruby Riot, who was eventually revealed. And they're locked in this kind of blood feud disrespect storyline. Blood feud, big air quotes. Uh, so I think feud is a big air quotes. Blood. <laughs> Tamina. Alexa, I don't think you know how to use air quotes correctly. <laughs> That's, I'm sorry. That's relevant. That's a John Cena film. That's in a, oh, Steve. Oh, I thought you were referencing um, Friends. Oh, air quotes. No, that's uh, it's John Cena in um, uh, Blockers. Tra- yes, but it was all, it was a Friends joke many many years oh, ago. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, damn. Joey doesn't know how to use them. everything. Comes around. So Bliss says, "Well, for the last spot, it's going to be Sasha Banks versus Bailey." Because I want to see like two best friends try to compete to get this final spot. Yeah, and like I want to see that killer instinct. Who's got what it takes to stab their best friend in the back? And I'm there going like, are we going to 
get a Sasha Banks heel turn. You fool. I know. They had what I thought was a really inventive match. I love some of the spots. They really, like, they know how to work together very well, Banks and Bailey. I was really enjoying it. It was fine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. But then Nia Jackson to Mina run in, beat down Bailey and Banks. You can tell that Raw's not used to this not having the overrun mm. because this went through two commercial breaks. But when it came back from the second one, it was literally like the bank statement was being applied and Tamina and Jax ran in for the DQ. It's almost like, oh, we haven't got that extra 15 minutes, have we? We need to go to the end now. Yeah, they, they, I mean, it's 20 years they've been <laughs> in this pattern. So this is quite it's a, get back into the yeah, swing a learning things. curve. Uh, and then Bliss says, ha ha, it was never really that. Here's Ruby Riot. And I thought, God, that's your go home angle. But then. Thank it, God. It cuts backstage quite chaotically, which would get kind of obnoxious after a while because Kevin Dunn's camera was just aggressively zooming in and out and shaking everywhere. Mm-hmm. But backstage in the locker room, is Becky Lynch applying in a SmackDown oh, t-shirt? God, I hate they're all wearing the same t-shirts. It's not that bad. It is that bad. It's not the baddest. It's though. not the baddest. It's not the baddest. It's not the baddest thing, thing on the, on the planet. planet. Uh, and Becky has Ronda locked in the disarmor. So awesome. And Ronda's like Becky Lynch. Awesome, of course. So cool. she looks great. Ronda's selling again. Thumbs up. Because so great. It really looked like it hurt. Yeah, but. I like. I never thought. Oh, Ronda's in. Like, well, I thought she was in trouble. But it's as if Becky let go of that move. Ronda was just going to get right up and start beating on her because yeah. she she looked furious. Like, I'm in so much pain, but I'm going to kick your ass when you let go of me. When she stormed down to the ring, I'm like, why don't we get this Ronda all the time? Mm. I don't like Smiley Ronda, but this Ronda's ace. Yeah, so that was really good. And Becky gets up. And what did she say? I've got got, it got in the my line notes. there. Yeah, um, uh, it was. Everyone's tough until the man comes around. Remember that. Everyone's tough until the man comes around. Of course, the man comes around. There's a Johnny Cash song. Mm -hmm. She's referring to herself as the man. Yep. So awesome. She is absolutely the best. Like, I made this joke in my news, but there is so little interest going into Survivor Series across all of the matches, except for Ronda and Becky Lynch. And I think that is, I, I credit to Ronda, I think she was very good on this. She cut an awful promo on this show. <laughs> but, uh, she, but I think that Becky... Talking about Millennial, man. Oh, dear, we'll get on to that. But like 85% of this is all Becky. And uh, the people, I think why people are so invested in this match is because everyone is so invested in Becky. And we're looking to see, are WWE going to pull the trigger and give Becky the win? Mm-hmm. Give her Ronda's first loss in WWE. You're shaking your head, but like... I, th- I think they're going to go with it. No. Well, I, I am so behind Becky on this. I think they're going to go with Becky. At I mean, like, I, I, I don't like, even from if my heart wasn't invested, I think that's a terrible idea. Just do a screwy finish. It's, you, you know, you've got two, you know, for interpromotional stuff, very rarely do you have clean finishes because you want to protect year. both champions. Did last year. And then, Brock then and they, AJ. Yeah. But uh, I guess you... And so, I think in Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss. I think even actually the majority of the matches there were. I mean, well, finishes. historically in better booked territories, <laughs> and you know, because it's very difficult. Well, I guess the the thing is here in actual interpromotional warfare, you've got two different businesses looking out for their own champion. But here, it's actually one business that just likes Raw. Yes. So that's why they 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 always book the Raw people to go over. I can't remember who won Charlotte and Bliss though. I'd imagine Charlotte won. 
I don't okay. know. Yeah. I remember Brock won. That's how bad it is. And Triple H won. But the idea is AJ proved himself, I suppose. <clears throat> Smack down those plucky upstarts. Right, they gave Pritchard. it a good go. I'm Pritchard in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so where was I? Oh, Becky, yeah. So, yeah, so I she's, the, she's the best thing in WWE. I think that there is a bigger money match between these two. So I wouldn't blow off the, the result of well, the, the Survivor Series. What Raja are reporting is that it's going to be like Tamina and Nia Jax are going to essentially cause the distraction. Or, as Dave Meltzer has speculated, speculated, not reported, is that Charlotte Flair is going to get involved and help her former best friend mm. win. And that's going to set up the Horsewomen Horsewomen match at WrestleMania next year. Okay, yeah, I, that's that's uh, that's very interesting. But the the way this was all framed, so Becky then comes down to the ring. Oh, so she looks just amazing, despite the crap T-shirt. She just looks awesome. Cockley walking oh, down, it's amazing, grinning on her face. And the Team Raw women, they're all still in there, and they're looking Stand at Becky in a row. Yeah, and then. All the SmackDown women's roster run in there and start wailing on everyone. Yeah, not just the Survivor Series team, the entire roster. And this is where I took issue with the segment. I thought, overall, the big Mm. picture takeaway from this, this was thumbs up segment because it made Becky look absolutely awesome. It made Ronda look awesome. That match looked great. But the other match that's on the Survivor Series card looked stupid. Because all of a sudden, the storylines that we've been building on SmackDown for the last couple of weeks were just thrown out the window for this cheap moment. Uh, well, it isn't a cheap moment, but it's yeah, cheap it pop. was. It was yeah. They, it, they, they did this to get a cheap pop. They undermine. I do, but I don't think it's a cheap pop when it's the go home angle but to if, your. But if you did this with just the Survivor Series teammates, mm. then you wouldn't have got the bigger reaction you would have done. But they had Charlotte out there as well to get an even bigger reaction, which I thought undermined totally. the story that they were telling yeah. on SmackDown. So I don't and throughout this episode of Raw. I don't yeah, I don't think it was a cheap angle, but they have really that was a really short sighted move to have Charlotte out there because I mean what did it add? There were so many people in there, all eyes were on Becky. What's the point of adding in Charlotte, who over the last few weeks has been AWOL on SmackDown? She walked away from Paige saying I don't want to be the team captain uh, of the women at Survivor Series yeah. and then the week after she didn't come out when Paige was announcing the team and throughout Raw tonight when they were putting up the graphic for who's going to be on the team Charlotte was never featured and mm. they kept saying on commentary we don't know if Charlotte's going to be part of the women's team we'll probably find out that happens Smackdown. and then there's just Charlotte there with all of them just fighting alongside yeah. fighting alongside Becky Lynch no less and Mandy Rose is out there. Despite the fact that last week Mandy mm. Rose had her grievances with the SmackDown roster for not being part of the team. And all of this is just like, why were you all there? Why are you fighting together? What purpose does it serve for you to put aside your differences to fight for this common cause? Okay, you've won me over. Uh, yeah, including people who aren't in the team. Iconics were there. Yeah. Uh, but the... This, like you said, that that, that is a that's a very significant flaw. But this was so bigger, good, bigger and it picture, made Becky, much... Becky look so great. Yes, that and, and a big part of that was Becky getting busted open. Her nose was obviously clocked pretty hard, Some, and she was covered yeah, in blood. I can't work out where it is because the first thing I saw was that she's got blood all over her hands, and yeah. I was like, "Where did the blood come from?" And then I saw it was just pouring out of her face, and 
I think someone said on our Discord channel it was from a Nia Jax elbow. Mm. So that's that's the only thing I can tell so far. I uh, I, I took a couple of anti-nausea pills <laughs> and then I re-watched the footage, oh. which it's very difficult to figure out what's going on because the camera is zooming in and it's awful. It is the Zooming worst. in and zooming out and moving around. It makes it so unwatchable. And like three-second cutting rates, yeah. which is just so over the top and so disorientating and you lose all sense of place and I get that you're trying to convey the chaotic atmosphere and what's happening but I, I'm i not a fan of that visual style and I don't think it works well it made me laugh when I was going through your notes earlier um, when we were trying to come up with a title for this and your, one of your first notes in this segment is like Charlotte's not there that's a really good thing yeah. and then I was like oh no wait she is there and that's because it's so impossible to tell where anyone is at any one time I was, I was like oh my god Alicia Fox is there is that Mandy Rose is Dana Brooke there I have no idea what's going on anymore yeah, so, which adds to the point why even have them out there yeah I was like, not in a good way either not like god this feels so chaotic it's just like I don't know where where the chess pieces are mm. in this because I thought initially like ah oh, good move You've, you're playing this perfect. Charlotte isn't in the in the segment, and then I was like, God, Mandy Rose did a really Charlotte-like spear there. <laughs> but you never—I swear—you never see Charlotte's face. Yeah. It's just always covered by her hair. Uh, and then I thought Lana was Charlotte for a bit. And, <laughs> oh, it was very confusing. Anyway, I think what happens is Nia Jax comes over, and Becky is thrown to the floor. And then Becky goes over to the the ring, the ropes, mm. and sort of composes herself. Then Dana Brooke runs in, and they have a little brawl. And th- but then the camera's cutting away and everything. And when it comes back after the Dana Brooke bit, Becky's just covered in blood. Right. So it's and she's really like sort of. I don't know if she's massaging her nose to make more blood come <laughs> out, but that would be awesome if she it's did. Like to get on her hands. Yeah, so, but the, it like, and like, then she started wiping on her chest, which added even more to the visual of it. Which is awesome. She was doing a, a beatdown spot in the corner, and she wiped her face and just flung it oh into my the God, She's so good. Yeah. She's amazing. Uh, but yeah, so it was either that Nia Jax or Dana Brooke bit. Yeah, um, both have history with stray forearms and, and elbows. And then Becky Lee, like Ronda Rousey runs down. Looking but, wicked. Yeah, but still selling the arm, so she's only fighting with one arm. She has a little bit of a comeback, but Becky gets a chair. Boom, 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 boom. Hits her specifically in the arm. She targets the arm, so they're putting over the story that she, uh, Ronda is going into that match. The underdog, because she's injured. Whereas Becky is 100% despite the broken nose. She is fully ready to go. And it's a match based around arm bars. Yeah. And one of those people is now lacking an arm. Brilliant. Yes, I can't... It's, it, does provide an excellent story makes you really excited the closing visual is becky in the stands with the blood over what yeah with the blood <laughs> over her face and she's like yeah i'm awesome some guy tries to high five her <laughs> yeah high five she's like no no i've got blood on, on my hands. yeah 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 i want the blood uh and then it cuts weirdly like that is it, and it's total money in the bank 2011 like, that's your shot. You close on CM Punk blowing the kiss and then leaving through the crowd with the WWE Championship that he's just won and he's going to leave the company. But no, in that instance, they cut to Vince McMahon looking sad and that's your closing visual. And here, they cut to Stephanie McMahon watching this backstage with Baron Corbin saying, oh, how could you have let this happen? This is really bad. Just like GCSE level acting. Yeah. And it just like added nothing. It's like, 
because Stephanie's the star here. It's the authority figure. That's the most interesting storyline, right? Incorrect, WWE. It's Becky and Ronda. Well, it's because I'd imagine <coughs> Stephanie was looking at the running order and realised, mm, I'm in a segment with a man, but I'm not emasculating him. So I think maybe I need to have one of those segments as well. Can we squeeze one in somewhere? Yeah. And they just thought, well, Baron, we'll just do it with Baron then. Thankfully, the very last shot was on Ronda yeah. looking, I'm going to get my revenge. So what a hot storyline. It's actually made, I mean, Survivor Series is really a one-match card. Really I, wa I want to watch Brock and AJ, but there's no story there. It's just they had a great match last year. I want to see what happens next. Yeah. But that, like, Becky and Ronda, it sh it's got to be in the main event, right? Well, someone posted me about this on Twitter today saying, like, do you think it's the main event? And I said the same thing. It has to be at this point. It's the only match with any interest. It has to be the main event. I mean, likely it'll be the five-on-five men's team because Shane McMahon's the main event. He's the, oh, he's the big storyline because it's about the best in the world. The in the world. Yeah. Because now it's Stephanie wanting to get revenge on Shane for disrespecting Raw by winning the best in the world. So, really, I think that match will go on last. But all of the interest is in Becky and Ronda. So that, for me, that should be the main event. We should make that an extra Survivor Series prediction when, when our predictions go up on Friday. What What's the good? main event's going to be. Because I'm, I'm planting myself for Rousey and oh, Becky. God, I hope it is. Russell Ramble is taking over the Prince Charles Cinema on November 13th, 2018 for a live podcast recording along with a special screening of one of the greatest wrestling documentaries of all time, Beyond the Mat. Since you are able to regurgitate, you know, on command, um, it, it just seems to me that, that, that it's pretty logical that you should be puke. Ollie El Fakador and myself will be in attendance to watch the film and meet everyone who comes along, as well as record a live episode of the podcast with your Q's and RA's. You make it sound like you don't even want to live. There's time to know. But this won't just be any old screening of Beyond the Mat, no, 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 this will be a wrestler-long screening. We want to create the atmosphere of a wrestling show inside the cinema screen. That means that we want you to bring your signs, bring your costumes, and bring your chance. He's got a pew! He's got a pew! It's going to be a lot of fun, and we can't wait to meet you all there. That's November 13th at the Prince Charles Cinema in London. Wrestler-long screening of Beyond the Mat, along with a live podcast record of Wrestle Ramble. Tickets are available now from PrinceCharlesCinema.com, but they are going fast. Game of Wall Street 4. Wall Street wasn't fun. Wrestling is fun. That's PrinceCharlesCinema.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So it opens, Raw opened with a Remembrance Day package, but they don't call it Remembrance Day over there. Veterans Day. Veterans Day. Yes. So army stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had... <laughs> okay. So, I didn't like this episode of Raw that much. Because I think, aside from the Becky Lynch-Ronda stuff and the Seth Dean angle, there was nothing of worthy note on this show. I actually thought most of it was very, very bad. And this show got off to a dreadful, dreadful start. Yeah, it's... A dreadful start. Especially with the... I mean, they haven't done loads of work to build the tag division. Mm. And stupid me for kind of getting invested in it when they do tease like they're going to care about it. But this really put the tag teams at a certain level. Everyone's already in the ring, so it's like Chad Gable and, and Bobby Roode. The Ascension. Uh, the Ascension. B-team, Revival. Heath Slater and Rhino. I forgot B-team were a thing. They're in the team. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're all in the ring, and they're having a battle royal for what? The captaincy of the Survivor Series Tag Team Elimination Match. That was announced on commentary... Uh, I, I believe it was anyway. I think but we I... didn't even know the lineup. Well, no. which is just—it's just all those teams. Yes. And Lucha House Party is there yep. as well. All three of them were in the ring as well, which Corey Crows kept saying, "Well, that's unfair." Yeah, it was just complete nonsense. But before really anything can happen in that match, Braun Strowman comes down and squashes everyone, and just makes the entire tag team division look irrelevant. Because out of the back of this, off the back of this match and the replay they do of it later on, who are AOP's next challengers? Who actually looks credible now to face Authors of Pain? Because Braun Strowman took out 13 men on his own. So they're all rubbish. It's so, it's so damaging. Yeah. I, it's the DX treatment. DX did the same thing back in 2006, which is why I hate that DX run. And this is just, now that I've, there's no way to care about the tag team division on Raw. It's one thing to only beat up the, the jobbers, like Heath Slater and Rhino, B-team. They're at a certain level Former where Braun... Team champions yeah, B-team. But, well, <laughs> they were never convincing. The whole gimmick was that they fluke one stuff and then actually won one stuff. One stuff, yeah. They, and then they're... treated it like a fluke. Yeah, they got good. It was confusing. And if they were all beaten up by Braun... Fine, like that's fine. But to to have the revival and Chad Gable and Bobby Roode in there, like people who you want to be at the top of that respective division, like all these divisions should kind of be 
battling on a level of like skill wise uh, and you should have tiered talent within that just take out the the bottom tier talent but as you said this this completely undermines the tag division so bad. but it does make braun look very strong uh and it like i can't argue that well i mean as if he didn't look strong already it's not like i went into this show thinking like god no, braun's a massive wuss isn't he i disagree after the crown jewel stuff where he, he looked weak and i i criticized it last week where he needed to come out and beat everyone up but he, he needed he to beat just... up the security guards yeah, but it was it was all a bit weak, and then he just chased Baron Corbin around. I didn't really, I didn't like the Braun Strowman stuff last week, uh, so I can't sit here and say this doesn't make him look strong. Like at least it makes him look strong. I I don't think that you sacrifice an entire no, division no, no, no. for for one person. Uh, then he he like he's cleared everyone, and he says this episode is brought to you by the Monster Among Men, Braun Strowman, and he sits down in the ring. And Stephanie McMahon's entrance music hits. Yeah. I knew she was advertised last week, but I was not prepared for how much I hate that song. Oh, mate, uh, tell me about it. <laughs> hate it. <laughs> hate it. So Stephanie comes down, and she's just like... I d there was a point a couple of years ago where I was like, Stephanie is an amazing promo. The only thing wrong with her is that she doesn't get her receipt enough. She doesn't let people get one up on her enough. Now I just don't like her. I just flat out don't... It's like go away heat on the television. I've genuinely thought Raw has been more enjoyable this year because she's barely been around. Yeah. And same with SmackDown. When Shane, when Shane wasn't there, I was really enjoying SmackDown for the most part. But now the pair of them are back and it's back to this sibling rivalry about how Stephanie really wants Raw to be the dominant brand and Shane really wants... And I'm like, well, where have you been all year then? Why, why do you only care this one time of the year? Yeah. And, and that's why I hate Survivor Series now. I used to love Survivor Series, but I hate this Raw versus SmackDown nonsense, which leads to nothing. Because come next week, none of this will matter. Hmm. And it's a waste of time. Really, really irks me. Yeah, because it's Mixed Match Challenge that should get that number 30 spot decided. <laughs> not yeah. the Survivor Series <laughs> stipulations. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, you're right. Mixed Match Challenge needs to stip there because people... Really invested in those matches. Mm -hmm. All five people watching that show. All five people watching that dance break. <laughs> so yeah, like S Stephanie, just I just really don't like. When I say I don't like Stephanie, I mean her as a character. By the way, yes. I don't. I don't know her as a person. I can't judge. But same I, with Shane. I find her very off-putting as an on-screen character now, and that like she she does like she doesn't even cower to Braun. I, well, I no, just, because she's Stephanie, I man. Know. And she's she's like saying, you need to be on Team Raw. And Braun says, I don't give a crap about that. She says, but I've got to prove that we're the better brand against my brother Shane. He's like, I don't care about Shane. Which got a great pop from me included. <clears throat> and that it, he just wants a universal title match and Baron Corbin. Well, she, she offered him planes, trains and automobiles. I don't care about planes, trains and... Is a badly. This is a bad segment, and Stephanie <laughs> good said, film as well. "Okay, you can have those if you be on Team Raw this this Sunday." But the key to this is that you cannot, you can't have your, you can't. Baron Corbin can't get these hands until after Survivor Series. So you play ball at Survivor Series, and if you win, then you get to get Baron Corbin after mm. Survivor Series, which I imagine will be at TLC, which in theory puts him out of the running for winning Mixed Match Challenge, unless he pulls double duty. Yeah, because him and Ember Moon are currently three and zero, 
I only know this because I had to do it with part of my news episode today. <laughs> Otherwise, wouldn't have had a Scooby-Doo. Didn't even know they were a team, really. So then Ronda Rousey interrupts this. Oh, yeah, it's because... Um, didn't Ember Moon replace someone? Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss, of course. Yeah. There are four teams that are 3-0 and in that series. It's, uh, it's like the G1. <laughs> it's just a beautifully booked wow. tournament. Yeah, it's uh, Braun and Ember Moon, uh, Bobby Lashley and Mickey James... Um, AJ and... I've already lost interest. AJ Ronda comes out next and she grabs the mic out of Stephanie's hand. Nice touch. Which was good. And then she cuts a promo on Becky Lynch, but she says, hey, I'm here right now. I can just rip off your arm. And Stephanie still didn't, like, seem scared enough. Yeah. Considering everything that's happened this year, I'm really done with Stephanie. And then Baron Corbin comes out because Stephanie can't take any kind of bumps well what i do like as well actually on this was that when ronda came out there was a light smattering of becky chance and i was like mm. oh that's cool yeah but as soon as ronda grabbed the mic and said becky lynch is my first real challenge huge becky chance out of the arena both of them are treating this feud on promos so oh, so, well. So, 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 well. so so well yeah but yeah then baron corn comes out because we need ronda to hit someone and it's not going to be steph so we're in nice heels mm. and baron says this is a must win situation And he puts his hands on Ronda like, hey, don't do that. <laughs> really Which he really should have learned not to do by now. He's done this to multiple people yeah. and then got beaten up immediately after. So Ronda judo throws him. I know it's not the most devastating move in the world, but Baron stands right back up. Can he just be on the floor for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. And then he gets up and brawns in his face. And then says, I mean, it's not the worst line of the show, but it's pretty bad. I'll neuter you. Yeah, because he's calling Baron Stephanie's little lapdog. But uh, after Survivor Series, he's going to neuter Baron. Cool. I'd neuter you if you had any balls left. Yeah. Would be, but anything would be better. This was this was bad. This was like not just bad and uninteresting. You know, it was actively damaging to people, which is the tag division. So yeah. this is a big fat. Give it a down. A thumbs down. A <laughs> thumbs give down. It a yeah, down. That's, a, that's a down. <laughs> Are we grading this now? No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, only, only idiots do that. Uh, but for our next WTF moment, Tamina <laughs> beat Ember Moon. Yeah. Come on, guys. Michael Cole at the start of this match said, Ember Moon idolised Nia Jax. I was like, when? When did this happen? You can't just pretend these things exist. Nia Jax isn't this veteran of the business. <laughs> like, they <laughs> roughly started around the same time. Remember that? It was like, Alicia Fox is a real pioneer <sighs> of women's wrestling in WWE. <laughs> yeah, so Alexa Bliss is watching this match from backstage because she's going to use it to inform her Survivor Series team selection decision. Ember gets, I thought Ember got the better of Tamina. I, I just love watching Ember wrestle. And then they had a Jax stare down. She had a stare down with Jax. And then Tamina got on top. Uh, then Ember does a dive outside to take out Nia in the equation. Nia just no-souls it. Yeah. Uh, Ember just bounces off of Nia. Cool visual. It was a cool visual, yeah. Um, and which like that would be a really good build to an Ember Nia match. But that's not what that's not what's happening here. It's all building to Nia Ronda. Yeah. So Ember is just someone there to be used to get other people over. Poor Inexplicable. Old, poor old Ember Moon. Mm. Poor old Ember Moon, man. Uh, so Ember goes up for to, to hit the total eclipse and Jack's motions to distract. Tamina wins with the splash. The oh, It's the worst splash. She needs a new finisher. Like, I know her dad and everything is, is Jimmy, but, like, get a new finisher, mate. Because you yeah. can't do that splash convincingly. Uh, Ember, yeah, and then they both 
beat down Ember afterwards. Sweet. Meh. But then we got a Seth Rollins in-ring interview with Corey Graves. Our first of many talking segments on this show. And hey, this is a new age in WWE. It's all about male and female equality. So Corey Graves, thanos away as well. He's there to just ask one question to Seth, mm-hmm. hold a microphone and then disappear. Well, that is, that is beautiful progression. It really is. So Corey Graves was out there. And obviously they want to talk about the Dean Ambrose situation, but Survivor Series this Sunday, and Seth Rollins has a match. You might not know it, because this company's done a terrible job of promoting it, but he has got a match this way as a first-time-ever match against Shinsuke Nakamura. It's a dream match. And Corey Graves, they're going like, you've got a match against Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, it's Raw versus SmackDown. It's very important that Raw wins this, I guess. What are you going to do to prepare this? And Seth says, in so many words, I don't care about that match. Cool. Awesome. Why should I then? Yeah. Why should I care? What a why script that? Why script a line and a promo that essentially tells the audience, don't care about that much, because it's inconsequential. Really, the bigger story is me and Dean. Why is the match there then? Why ha- why even bother having the match? Yeah, yeah. It w- it was bad. And but thankfully Dean Ambrose saves this yep. in a Becky Lynch kind of savior way. By appearing on the screen. This is probably why Renee Young wasn't allowed to interview Seth, actually. Well, yeah, she has to be there by now Michael Cole. Now she's canon his, like, her, his wife. Yeah, she, yeah she's got to stand husband. by Michael Cole to uh, be like, I don't know. Mm. He, just, <laughs> he just comes home, he says he doesn't want to talk about work, honey. And we watch Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've seen it like eight times already. He loves it. He loves it. <laughs> In all fairness, me and my wife are on our third rewatch mm. of the first season. So Dean isn't just on the Tron in a usual doing a interruption thing way. He is sitting on the car bonnet of a red sports car. That's the official brand, Red Sports. Mm-hmm. And it's next to a oil, oil drum. An oil oil drum. drum. If my knowledge of Streets of Rage is, uh, is correct, I believe it's an oil drum. Or like Street Fighter 2. On fire. Yeah. It's just there. This this felt very attitude era. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was a really cool visual. And then Dean cuts a very very great oh, promo. Really good. really cool. And he's like he's mocking Seth. And I thought this was really really nice when he was like, it was a uh, what was he talking about? He's saying like, like he sat in the hood of this car and he's kind of mocking people for wanting answers. Like oh Dean, why did you do it? Dean, why did you do it? Why did you do it on tonight of all nights? I just thought it was a really great line because everyone hates that Michael Cole line mm. of like not on tonight of all nights. And I just thought this was awesome. You thought about like, hey, self, you're probably thinking that you were too selfish, that I turned my back on you because of you. But that's just the self-absorbed attitude that you always have. Really, the shield just made me weak. Mm. I thought it was a brotherhood, but really, I was a worse person for being in that team. And he douses his jacket in water. Um, it's supposed to be gas. And then he throws it into the... If he'd, have thrown, if he'd have poured that in gas and then thrown it onto the fire, there would have been more fire. But it wasn't the fire stayed exactly it's the same level. Chemistry it was. demonstration. <laughs> I don't know, but also I thought, please don't pour white magnesium. In all fairness, I thought, I hope that's not real gas. You're next to a car. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen enough Schwarzenegger films to know that can't end well. You want pyro? <laughs> Dean's gonna give you pyro. Crazy Dean. And so he, he douses it in water and he throws it into the uh, into the, the oil drum. And he burns his flak jacket from the shield. I thought this was a really cool segment. And then he goes. Burn it down. Yeah, a really, really good working of, you know, someone's character and, and catchphrase into 
into an angle. Mm. Yeah, really, really good. And uh, th- Dean also put over how Seth always treated him like just the crazy guy. Yeah, just I'm done. I mean, that was your gimmick. <laughs> you had a you had a T-shirt that said "Lunatic Fringe." Crazy haircut. But it was it was really good. I said on my review that it looked like Dean was doing a WWE.com nostalgia <laughs> photo shoot for the Attitude Era. It did That's look like, what it looked like it looked like a promo for for WWF Warzone mm. on the uh, the PlayStation. But that was very good. Um, Drew McIntyre comes out next after a well, video. First of all, Kurt Angle's music plays and the crowd goes crazy. It's like, hey, Kurt Angle's here. You suck. And finally, the record scratch is put to use because it re- Dolph, music's, uh, Dolph Ziggler's music hits. Boo. Heat. They used it to create heat rather than just being an annoyance. He should have come out dressed as Kurt Angle, though. That's how this whole gimmick started for Dolph. Coming out in oh, different... Yeah. We're, yeah. We're coming that was last three, year. It's a year now he's been having that awful record scratch. And then he left. And it was really interesting. <laughs> and then he just came and back. And he at came the, back. At the Royal Rumble. Just came back. Yeah. He vacated, vacated that United States Championship. And it led to nothing. <laughs> Good work. Uh, and, you know, he's like... You'll be in these big storylines, they said. You'll get to be in the final of the Best in the World tournament, they said. And now he is, like, this This Drew McIntyre promo, which is what it turned into, really definitively was the power dynamic here has changed. Dolph is now my lackey. Mm-hmm. It's not like Drew was ever Dolph's lackey. but no, They were on it, the same level. But now Drew is very much up here. Yeah, and Dolph was... Go- Drew, I always felt, was more Dolph's bodyguard. He was the one interfering in Dolph's matches more than the other way around. But this was now like, no, I'm Drew, and I'm going to command you to have a match with Finn. Yeah. It was very much that. Well, did you hear why Dolph got to the finals of the World Cup? Because we, we did think it was weird at the time. It's because they didn't want Shane beating Seth or Kurt Angle. So Dolph had to go through... But don't they see that because Dolph beat those people, <laughs> well, no, and by by pro, like that means Seth beat Dolph, who beat both Seth and Kurt. Yeah, but it's not really worked that way, is it? It's just that Dolph was the one who made it. Shane only beat Dolph. He didn't beat Kurt Angle, and he didn't beat Seth Rollins. That's not how tournaments work. <laughs> it's not the G1, mate. Uh... That's how you book the G1. You look at Mixed Match Challenge as your template, and you just copy that. Gato's sitting there like, why don't I think, <laughs> why don't of, I think that? of that? Oh, instead of basing it all around wins and, wins and losses and making those seem important, I should really just focus on one guy. WWE are really just uh, just leading the creative force in wrestling they today. really are. Poor just making Gato. people care about storylines and characters he tries. and wins. Gato tries. He's just not He's good never enough. be on the level of Road Dog. No. Uh, so Finn Balor interrupts Drew ragging on Kurt Angle, which I thought was very good. Drew cut a, a good promo, made fun of Kurt for crying. Yeah, he was like, I'm and even to... I was like, up yours, Drew. <laughs> it's not cool. It's good Kurt's your favourite wrestler ever. Oh. Like I like, it's like I looked into the eyes of a beaten man. Oh, I thought Drew was awesome here. And he also said something that I hope he expands on, which is there will be no more nostalgia acts on this show. Mate, where were you at Crown Jewel? Yeah. <laughs> not really ju- all over the wazoo. Yeah, not just because like that's a cool gimmick essentially a legend killer gimmick it's just I don't want them either <laughs> <laughs> I don't want I want you people and Finn Balor comes out because he was laid out by the Claymore last week wants a match with Drew Drew teases it but says now nah, you're going to face Dolph yeah. good heel move good heel move uh, and I like this It was. Uh, he said if Finn can beat Dolph he might lower himself down to Finn's level which in theory is good but also it's because you're small mate mm. and I'm very tall 
We've just got more of that leftover content from that big cast Daniel <laughs> Bryan feud earlier this year. It's the feud God damn, it's good. It's good. We just can't afford to lose this stuff. The, the, people's height jokes don't <laughs> date. They might just Where have a box always get over evergreen insults. <laughs> uh, so this was, I mean, this match starts. Drew attacks Finn, like blindsides him, and then the bell rings. Like, okay, so I would just, if I was Dolph, I would just keep on attacking Finn now. Nah, into the rest hold. I am sick to <laughs> death of Dolph Ziggler matches. They get good near the end, but that does not warrant. 10 minutes of rest holds beforehand yeah. and I get like oh I'm a heel I'm getting heat I was like but I'm not into the heat like <sighs> it's not it's not working people are bored stop yeah. with the sleepers stop with the headlocks we did a review for Ramble Club of the uh, Volta Will Ospreay match from OTT's fourth anniversary and Volta in that match used a rest hold to perfection he used that rest hold to generate genuine heat and it, we, we mentioned on that review it's just like it's the total like opposite of what Dolph Ziggler does. Dolph Ziggler does it because he doesn't have anything else he can do. But he does. But he does, which I, is the I, most maddening thing. I think him personally and the agents think this is how you get this heat. You, but it's like that's a that's a decade old. Mm-hmm. But like WWE's main thing at the moment, I guess, and Brian Alvarez pointed this out last week that like last week only one babyface got a moment. Like only one babyface won a match, and this week was the same again. It was so heel heavy. With the heels working over the baby faces, and the baby faces very rarely getting something back. Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's a heel promotion. Which, I, and I don't which is personally enjoy it. Used it used to be a baby face promotion. When? Back in the day, that was Hogan era. Oh, it was right, a baby back then. Promotion. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, but I mean that was like actually in the Attitude Era was a baby face promotion. Rock Vince was was a heel, but Austin was the guy, and yeah. Austin was always the one winning. I guess so, but the company was owned by. Like the the morality of the actual promotion mm-hmm. in kayfabe was heel, yeah. And then you had like right. That's what I say when I say heel okay, promotion. Yeah, John Cena, like as right well. now, Baron Corbin and uh, Stephanie McMahon. That's a heel promotion. SmackDown oh, was a face saying. promotion. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Kind of. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Balor won. Yeah, I thought it got good near the end. Good by the end because of it. Finn is great. Yes. Uh, I like the finish as well. Misses the coup de gras because Dolph rolls up the rolls out the way, but then Finn just rolls him up. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Uh, Stephanie then tells Balor backstage that they'll have to work together on Sunday because Finn's going to be teaming with Drew and Dolph. Because it's very important we mm. beat SmackDown. And this is where I was like, I really don't like Stephanie <laughs> on my screen. I'm really sick of her. Already, she just returned. <laughs> so, She's been back an hour. Yeah. Uh, but the, the Finn edition, I mean, he's going to badly treated and just eliminated pretty quickly I imagine but I like the idea of Finn and Braun together because I really enjoyed their budding relationship earlier in the year do you mm. remember that where they had the tag team almost and then they had a few singles matches and Finn took Braun to the limit and he showed oh, him respect yeah, yeah, yeah. I, remember, yeah, yeah. I like that uh, but you know WWE don't seem to do you, um, you want to take this oh sorry well no I was, my other point was going bloody Steve man oh, the other thing I was going to say as well that I was really because I, I, as I said, I didn't enjoy the show much. But that Finn Balor versus Dolph match, that came in the second hour of the show. So that means the first hour of Raw had one match. The Battle Royal? Does not Luke. count. That does not count. They had one match, and it was Ember Moon versus Tamina. One match in an hour. Mm. Good crikey. This show was so talk-heavy. There were five matches overall. 
um, in three hours. And yeah, so then we get uh, another talking segment. So we got a recap of Becky's promo on SmackDown. And then you cut backstage and Ronda's there watching it. She's with Charlie Caruso. And uh, Ronda says, yeah, that's right. Becky is the man. Uh, you know, I wasn't trying to offend her. I was just pointing out that I can do arm bars. And then, and then, it turned into a really weird thing where essentially Vince McMahon wrote, like the words of Vince McMahon left Ronda's mouth where she just started calling Becky. She's not the man, she's the millennial man. You just want everything handed to you. You're all about entitlement. You're all about this. And it's just, it's Vince's words. Ronda's a millennial. She's two days younger or older than Becky. They're basic, they are the exact same age. They're both millennials. This makes no sense. This is, I hate the term millennial. I hate it so much because it's used so incorrectly. It's never used like the right way. When it was first used by the media, they were talking about the generation that came after us. Now, they're still talking about millennials. Only now they are talking about us, but it's always like, God, all they want to do is buy a house, but they can't and they moan about it. Yeah, because we can't buy houses. I hate the word millennial so much. I did think of you when it popped up in the promo uh, because I was looking forward to how you'd react. I hated this with it's, a passion. It makes Ronda so unlikable. Yeah, it's it, especially because... so. Millennials are everyone born between 1982 and 2001. Or 2000, I think it is. So, well, some, people, some people say it's 1980 <coughs> to 2000. Okay, so that's so like... It's like that period. And that's like sociologists giving names to generations of people, which typically go in 20-year uh, periods. Uh, it's Gen Zers, anyone who's born after 2001, I suppose. Before then, it was Generation Y, yes. which is like, what, Fight Club? Uh, oh no, that's no, Generation X. So that's even that's the year one before, before that, then. Yeah. So the birth of toxic masculinity. Yeah, and the majority of WWE's viewers are millennials. Yes, they really they're, are. They're, they're our age, but, eighteen to thirty-five. And further to that, people are getting behind Ronda. People are getting behind Becky, I should say, because Becky is right when she says other people have been handed opportunities and I've had to work for mine. I've had to scratch and claw my way to get to this championship. I've had to scratch and claw my way for this company to notice me. So the crowd are responding to that because like, yeah, you're right. Because over these years, we've been wanting a Becky Bush and now finally we're getting it because she's worked so hard to get there. Whereas Ronda's walked in, they're like, oh, you're already a reality TV star. You're a big star. Here's the title. And then Ronda's sitting there going like, anyone who thinks that Becky is right is an idiot. And she's supposed to be the baby face as well. Yeah. So she's then crapping on the people who are behind Becky. That doesn't work. That doesn't make Ronda endearing. But I'd imagine that Vince thinks it does. Yeah, because he, he it seems like he has difficulty getting out of outside his own head. Yeah. Everyone hates millennials. Exactly. Even millennials, right? Yeah, because he's like a thousand and one years old. So he just thinks <laughs> he's that He's generation one. <laughs> so I I mean like I didn't. It didn't irk me as much, uh, but I, it was—it's totally thematically wrong. Yeah, like, I think it, it damages Ronda. Yeah, uh, but not ma- not not, massive. like, not massively. It's just like you picked up idi- on a specific point that is wrong, but thing. you are blowing it up. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what what that's, is that's, what is that's my job here. What is far more annoying to me, at least, is <laughs> Nia Jackson Tamina c- surrounding her afterwards. Going, oh, I thought you was about the next segment. No, like good luck, champ. And I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> This is the feud. I forgot. This is the feud. I'm enjoying this Becky Ronda thing so much. I want to see that for the next, well, month and then expand it out over a six-month storyline. 
but we're not getting that. No. We're getting Tamina and Nia Jax. Oh, yeah, we are. Probably through Royal Rumble. Maybe, yep. Probably through to Elimination Chamber. I don't want it. So, next up, we had another talking segment. Yep. Ruby Riot, flanked by her squad, come down to the ring, and they... She introduces, but I, d- I didn't mind this. It was like, here's what happened last week, because it was all part of a mock apology when she snapped Jim the Anvil Neidhart's sunglasses in front of Natalia. That just weirdly ended. That called off the match. <laughs> An act so devastating last week. And she pretends that she's apologising. Did you says, buy this? Of course not, but no well, one they, never did. But you've bought a couple of them before. <laughs> like, the that's f- when- like, well, the first time they did this, and it was sort of good... Like back when Alexa Bliss did it at Elimination Chamber, and I was like, "Oh man, I nearly bought into that." But then when they've done it the twenty thousand times since, at this, I rolled my eyes as soon as as soon as Ruby started. I was like, "Come on now, yeah, it's, no one could be buying this." It's I don't think you were meant to though, uh, uh, because like Bliss, then why do it? Because like all the time they're saying, "I'm so sorry," like, "No, you're not sorry." Boo, that's heel heat. Oh, and it generated so much heel well, heat. Well, that's that's a different thing on paper i think like if, if she'd have just come out and just been like i did it because i'm a dick and jim's rubbish and you're all idiots for liking natalia so so at the end of that walter will osprey match which everyone should go and see walter drops the title and goes oops sorry i'm so <laughs> sorry i dropped your title yeah god i hope he never watches my impression <laughs> of him <laughs> and it's obvious that he is doing that because he's not sorry no. so it's the same thing and i you know it's well, yeah, but the people, concept is right. Yes, but people genuinely dislike Walter in that uh, promotion. Yeah, well, that's but that's not this template of then promo. Don't, but then you can't do this template <laughs> of promo. Nothing. That, that is a fundamental thing. <laughs> Nothing's gonna work because, like, if people aren't behind, if people aren't against Ruby for her actions because they didn't come out to a massive reaction, then this is never going to work. Mm. So just do something different. It's weird because I think this is. I mean, it's it's a good idea going after someone's real life dead father who just passed a couple of months ago yep. but it's not it's not connecting uh, emotionally with the audience but she did have a killer line i thought she said jim wore sunglasses because he was ashamed to look at his own daughter yeah but then she also had that um and which was like uh, she turned those happy memories into nightmares yeah that's rubbish yeah uh then natalia can't take any more of this for once the baby face kind of outsmarted the heels music plays but she attacks them from behind numbers game too much they hit the heart attack an awful heart attack yeah. as well. uh, and then you're like well shouldn't Sasha Banks and Bailey run down to help Natalia we need that six woman tag at some point right and that is a logic hole I don't care though <laughs> I don't want that to happen. I, was, I, I wrote in my notes, Bailey and Banks yeah. make the save. I was, I was stunned that <coughs> I had to delete them, but I was also thrilled I had to delete them. Speaking of thrilled, <laughs> don't worry about that tag team battle royal. They are. Re- I thought, I genuinely thought they were just going to not do that, <laughs> and because it's a, a to, to decide the captaincy. Who cares anyway? But they have the tag team battle royal revival. Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, Lucha House Party, Ascension. Heath Slater and Rhino and the B team. And it comes down to Gable and Rude versus the Ascension. Gable hits this awesome moonsault onto Victor while Rude has Victor in sort of like a reverse neckbreaker. Yeah, neck yeah, and they great. both hit it at the same time. That it was, was really, cool. really cool. My, 
like, if you're gonna just do the tag team battle royal again later in the show, why do it at the start? Mm. Like, why make them all look like jokes at the start and then bring them out later and be like, now care? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> it's not gonna work, is it? Uh, and yeah, they say Gable and Rude won. Well, hey, they're the captains. And I was like, well, do they, will they choose the teams then? What What's the point of being a captain? And why would they have a match to care? And then the the graphic says they'll be captaining this team at Survivor Series. So the team was already what? Well, I, th- they, they, I think they picked it during the break. Um, but it, the only people who aren't in the team are Heath Slater and Rhino. Yeah, uh, there's six it's, teams in. Yeah, it's revival B team. Gable Rude, loser house why would party, they pick and the ascension. Asc- why would they pick the ascension? Well, why would Alexa Bliss pick Natalia? Why would Baron Corbin pick Braun? Uh, this is why I hate Survivor Series. Uh, it's stop storylines. It's, it's all storylines stop dead in their tracks, so we could do this stupid pay per view that no one cares about. I'm with Vince McMahon five years ago. Scrap Survivor Series. Get rid of it. I. I'm not looking forward to the five and a hundred hour pay-per-view just to get to one match at the end of this. It's so funny as well because someone tweeted me this morning saying, I can't wait to hear you rant about this show. And I was like, I don't think it was rant worthy. Mm. And yet here I am. My palms are sweaty. Uh, Then we got Brock Lesnar. For more talking. Comes out with Paul Heyman and Paul Heyman does his usual, it's a spoiler. Brock's going to beat AJ. This is like the big... Brock AJ rematch from last year. Champion versus champion. It's a Lesnar match. That's a big deal. And the go-home angle was Jinder Mahal coming out, reminding everyone that he was that was not a fever dream. He was WWE champion. He was going to face Brock Lesnar at last year's Survivor Series. But he was too focused on that match, and then he lost to AJ when he lost the belt to AJ. So he wants to help Brock focus and to do that meditation i got a kick out of this segment i thought it was funny i just wish it was four weeks ago <laughs> this is your go home show I know. and like like so jinder's out there with the the sing brothers and paul Heyman's. no we're not gonna have you in here and brock for once speaks and says now nah, come in and then has this really weird line where he says to paul you should hear this after all you're jewish I didn't pick that up. Did <laughs> he say that? Yeah, it's a, to Paul. <laughs> Does Brock know what Jewish is? <laughs> is, he just, is he confusing what, what, with meditation and Eastern mysticism? And I don't know. I, I had to rewind the line a few times because I had to like turn up the volume because I had to make sure. Did he say that? I mean, he did. I don't know why. Do you think Brock's there going... These guys are probably... I'm not even going to get it. <laughs> I'm not even going to put racist words in someone's mouth. Brock kills them all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah. It goes a few breaths. A few shanties. Yeah. And Brock lobs everyone everywhere. It's fun watching Brock throw around smaller people. One of the Singh brothers took an awful landing, landed right on his head. It's like good old days. <laughs> it's, like, it's like August 2017. Uh, and then we got to decide the last place... In the men's Survivor Series team, not Bobby Roode versus Elias, like my notes say, <laughs> but Bobby. <laughs> I do this every week. <laughs> Bobby Lashley versus Elias. Yeah. Bobby now has sunglasses indoors. That's going to generate genuine heat because that is a dick move. Yeah. This well, is unless like... Ruby gets hold of them. <laughs> this is like when Brock Lesnar was ordering steak well done. 
He did look True like a... True heel moves. Yeah, he did look like a total knob. Uh, and <laughs> it's, it's better than him pointing to his butt, which he did again mm. here. Want to get... This is for an audience of one. This is for Vince McMahon, who was uproariously laughing backstage. He probably thinks this is the funniest thing. Oh no, Ollie Davis, come on, mate. Look, it's so stupid. And the first time you see it, you're like, this is nonsense. I'm an adult and I'm watching this show. What have I done with my life? But I watch it, I've kind of gotten over that. And it happened again. And I was kind of like, doing this again, this is stupid. And it's so lame that I, I did... I did find myself smirking. <laughs> it's just such like a, here's my butt. Yeah, and it's, I like, one of, the, one of the things I do like about this is that he points to his butt to one side, but then will turn around so he can point to his butt on the other side. Because like, well, you didn't see what I was pointing to. It's my butt. It's the Hulk Hogan. Yeah, you know, you've got to work yeah, all sides of the sides. ring, brother. Yeah, totally. I, like, I am baffled by Lash's ability to take these awful ideas perform them awfully and within a week I'm enjoying them <laughs> my man sisters Bobby sisters my beautiful family like what is it why is it Bobby Lashley who has this unique skill it's because he stopped like Brian Alvarez always used to say that wrestlers get their best when they stop caring Batista uh, was his most entertaining yeah. in WWE when he stopped caring when he j- when he was heel Batista and he just went out there and was like, I don't really care about this anymore. I want to leave. He was the best he'd ever been. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the level we're at with Bobby now. He's dead behind the eyes. He does not want to be here. He has stopped caring. And maybe that is going to make it entertaining. He's injured. He just wants to go home reportedly. He was told, he said this in interviews, that he's getting the big Brock Lesnar match. That hasn't happened. Has not happened. Yeah. Elias came out, though, and he was genuinely very funny. This was a really, really good Elias segment. Um, Walk with Elias has travelled as well Mm. with the Seven Nation Armies. That's nice. Yeah, you're welcome, America. You can do a chant that isn't based around three syllables anymore. (laughs) come to any of our other shows we've got loads of different yeah. chants to songs popular 10 15 years ago um <laughs> i once covered seven nation army when i was uh, in high school it would have been secondary school it was my uh, secondary school band i think everyone did just mm-hmm. by accident oh pretty much point. because especially as the drummer because it's just dum 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 it's very easy uh but uh he's caught ca- elias calls child protection services because there is a man in the ring and he has stolen a child. And he has this moment where he's like, how old? son, how old are you? Which I thought it, was it was really genuinely good. very good delivery. And he was like, he goes, he can't be any more than 10. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, like Elias's comedic delivery here was excellent. And I just, his guitar strum is now the glass shattering for me. <laughs> like, I'll be like, I'll be hating this segment. Come on, when will it end? I'm in, yes, come on, it's Elias time. He's really gotten that over. And I thought this turned into a match between the two for the last place on the Men's Survivor Series team. And it, this wasn't amazing, it was very short, but I, Elias did have an attempt at showing more babyface fire. So he threw Bobby into the corner, mm-hmm. even like came back around and went, come on. He did the, the flex. <laughs> I mean, it was a match. I was thrilled at this point. Mm. It's our fourth match of the evening. Yeah, and it went a whole two minutes. We're three hours in. Uh, yeah, so it goes hardly any time. They're outside. Bobby gets back in. Referee's counting. Elias goes to get inside. Leo Rush comes up from under the ring and holds Elias's leg. 
meaning he loses. Uh, another non-clean finish. Mm. We only really got one clean finish in this whole show, and it was the Battle Royal. And that means something. And that had been done twice. Uh, Elias got to throw Rush around a bit afterwards, though. Yeah. Which was and it fun. was really cool as well, because not only did he throw Elias, he threw Elias into a suicide dive onto Bobby Lashley. That was cool. Mm. But Bobby mean, like He threw Rush. What did I say? He threw Elias. Sorry, Elias yeah, threw Rush. Then. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I confused myself, apparently. Um, but yeah, Bobby Lashley is now on the Survivor Series teams. Poor lad is injured. He wants some time off. And they keep putting him in matches. That don't mean anything. <laughs> no. It's like, yeah, look at that lineup. You've got Bobby Roode. I mean, Drew and Dolph, Braun you, you and Finn. You said Bobby Roode again. It's Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Lashley like, that, this is why Vince never likes people with the same name, because idiots. I don't agree with that. <laughs> I've tried. It's just like, I like those guys in the match, but... It's not an inspiring combo. Also, Elias is genuinely over. Why is he not on the pay-per-view? Yeah, totally. Like, you're trying to get him over as a babyface. So why put someone over? Like, I don't know. I, I, I would have preferred Elias to be on the show. And then he's over at the moment. Yeah, I agree. Then we got a Veterans Day montage thing, which had... This is just a tiny... This is the last bit we're going to talk about, but I just want to bring it up. Don't worry, I'm not going to rag on Veterans Day. <laughs> uh, but... Um, and then you had like the Alexa Bliss stuff and the Becky Smackdown invasion stuff after mm-hmm. that. But a couple of WWE superstars go to visit a veteran's hospital. Those superstars are Mickey James, Tidus O'Neill, Apollo Crews, and Dana Brooke. Mm-hmm. All there just because that's Tidus Worldwide! <laughs> no. They're just walking around now like they were never a thing. Well, it's, they didn't even mention it on commentary. Well, it's not real, is it? It's, not, it's, it's, uh, out of, it's out of kayfabe, mate. Anyway, I gave it... You're going to be surprised by this. I thought the end segment was so good. And it actually made me want to watch Survivor Series. And it's made a, like a money program. I cannot... That is a flawless go-home angle apart from Charlotte. Gave it core. That is shocking. If shocking, I tell if, you. If that angle wasn't there, it was poor. Well, I think this show. I would have given this a high poor uh, or a low average because yes, that segment was awesome and Becky was awesome, but that five minutes could not make up for the two hours fifty-five that came before it. Five matches in this three-hour show. Very little was actually like dedicated to in-ring wrestling. It was so much talking, so much stuff to build to stuff that does not matter. Because come next week, not a lot of this will matter. And that's infuriating to me. But I loved the Becky Lynch stuff. I thought Becky was so, so good. But even that had the issues with the angle because that rendered some of the storylines they're doing on SmackDown meaningless. And then they're all on on Twitter going like, we're all best friends. I'm like, why are you all best friends? Under Siege. That's why. Hated Under Siege as well. Hate that they're all wearing the same t-shirts. And there's going to be loads of them come this Sunday. So I don't, I didn't think it was a good show. But I will say the angle was very good. And I just think that that angle was so good, it has clouded some people's vision into thinking the rest of the show was fine. Oh, someone, someone called this the best roar of the yeah, year. Yeah, I saw that. Which is poppycock. That is codswallop. Yeah, I, I'm, it, I'm not letting it cloud my judgment. I mean, you did. You I, gave it core. Well, I'm fully aware how bad the rest of the show was. <laughs> yeah. But I think this is so good, it raises the overall average. Like, the Becky stuff is in awe. Yes. It's flawless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, not count- the I'm not I said Becky. <laughs> I said Becky. <laughs> Becky. 
So I got this email on October 8th from Nicolo Mandado, uh, who got in touch with us. He's been in touch with us every now and again before. I said, hi, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. I hope everything is going well with you this Monday. In Italy, we have a tradition that whenever someone moves, we buy a nice present to wish them good luck in the Aww. new place. So I thought about you moving the studio to a new place, and I wanted to keep this tradition going. I think the best thing I can give you is food. I know Ollie came uh, from Italy for his holiday and really enjoyed the food of Napoli. Oh my so god! Let me, so uh, I'd like you to let—I'd like to let you taste the food of my region. This is Russell Talk. Eat uh, better. Uh. So eventually, I finally got in touch with him towards the end of October to say, like, sorry for late reply. We're a bit more settled in now. Here's the address. Uh, and then he has sent across and he's given us a list of what is in there. Oh, now, my God. I was. OK, so this is a big package. It's a big box. This is like what's in the box. From, levels are big. Yeah, like Gwyneth Paltrow head big. And I Spoilers. was. Hmm? Spoilers. Oh, come on. <laughs> and I was like, OK, it's it's which. And we love getting wrestling merchandise and stuff. That's very kind. Uh, but I love Italian food. You do. <laughs> now I know that big box is full of Italian food. Yes. So, um, dear... Uh, I am uh, so excited. Before we get to what's in the box, dear UPS, um, they could not find our address. Um, they could not deliver to uh, our office. I mean, everyone else manages it, so yeah. I, I don't know what UPS's problem is, but um, that's my that's Luke shoots on UPS uh, for this week because I had to go to a collection point and get it myself, and it was raining a lot. So mm. thanks, lads. Everyone else manages it anyway. So okay. <laughs> oh God, I'm so excited. So we've oh, what's got, this? So this is. Let me find the list of things. You know, we've I'm got. taking all of this. You're getting none of this. Well, I mean, some of it I can't eat. Yes. Um, this is. I'm going to guess this is bread. And that's that's a kind of uh, Italian Christmas cake, isn't it? Uh, a soft bakery cake. Uh, you're right. Christmas is approaching, and we are worldwide famous for panton. This is something similar, mm. um, or maybe this is the. Uh, okay. You get this in uh, Carluccio's. <gasps> oh wow! Oh what what beautiful packaging as well! Holy but heckins! Is that dried meat? Oh, holy! Oh, good God! Yeah, this is um, oh. half soppressa. It's made by uh, made by pork. Just skip your vegetarian day. It's oh not how it works. God. This you oh my God. actually need to cut a big knife as a nut. Cut it like salami. This is a massive chunk of dried beef or like, dried pork. However, you think my penis looks. <laughs> uh, half that in size, and that's how big this is. And we've also oh my got. God. This ginormous <gasps> slice of cheese, uh, cheese from cheese. brackets from our mountain that I can no. have and I'm very much looking forward to. No, you can't have this, Luke. Well, of course I can. No, it's no, no, no. So they, 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 they line it with meat sometimes. <laughs> I'm being serious. You can't have any of this food. I can have this. Oh food. my god, this is like, guys, this is big. All of this stuff you're hearing is massive. Aha, so this is the biscuit-like bread. Oh, God. Uh, it's easy to understand when you see it. It is, it looks like, like a roll, like a white roll, but it's like crystallized. Do you want one of these now? Well, he also, he, I mean, kind of tells us we should eat it while we're on the, the air. And then... We're not going to, everything else looks like it might spoil if we open it, but I'm going to have one of these biscuit breads. Mm-hmm. So, um... You like a crisp. Ellis and John on Radio X have a segment that is called Tick Off a Taste, where they are trying to tick off all the tastes in the world. Mm. And people essentially just send them in food from around the world for them to eat. And I thought, while getting ready for this segment, I was like, this is going to be like our version of uh, 
tick off a taste. They're like breadsticks, these are. Oh, if they are, because I love breadsticks. What a boring thing to enjoy. Well, it's like a breadstick. <laughs> but a different shape. Mm. It's also mm. delicious. Oh, oh, they're Moorish. Oh, wow. Crikey. I might eat a lot of those. Right. Congratulations on your packaging as well, um, yeah, you have because a... you have really... Oh, this is the last thing. I think this is the I last mean, thing. I that, mean, that's in no way... Is this wine? Is that a box of wine? I'm getting to it. Hold on. Or olive oil. Balsamic vinegar also works for me. <laughs> well is it heavy? It is quite heavy. I mean, I know what it is. So I'm, I'm going to let you open it. Because so I've, op I've, I've opened everything <gasps> else. Feels like wine. Oh, beautiful. So this is two bottles, two bottles of, of white wine. Uh, one red and one white. Oh, and they apologies. are from Nia, where... Look at that. So, yeah, so this is... I'm oh, sorry, I'm going to have another one of these biscuit things. Oh, wow. Mm. Mm. Oh, wow. Excuse me. Um, my so one of these is uh, 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 an organic wine. My suggestion... Uh, this is back to Nakada. My suggestion is to eat the soppressa with bread and cheese. If Ollie, brackets the boss, allows you, drink <laughs> the wine too. You won't regret it. Oh, God. Um, so thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for sending that across. What a wonderful a wonderful little gift for our office here. I mean, as I said, like I've gone vegetarian, but good Lord, this meat looks absolutely delightful. There's only one way to measure that kind of meat in a word. That is a hunk. It is, yes, it's a hunk of meat. We, well, I'll take a po I'll take a photo of this and I'll put it up onto um, the Wrestle Talk Twitter. I'll get Datsun to do it because um, <laughs> I don't have access. Um, so that we can will hopefully encourage more people to send us send us gifts. <laughs> Uh, thank, thank you very, very much for sending that across. It's very much appreciated, and it will be very much enjoyed because it's a good like celebration for us to get ready for mm. our show that we're going to do this uh, this evening. Do you like wine? Very much so. Okay. Do you like white or red? We should probably. I'm a, split I'm a red man. Okay. Like, well, although my wife um, is a, is a white wine fan, so maybe uncultured. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> let's. Well, we'll divvy this up later. Christ alive, though! Thank you so much. It's all so big. It is also <laughs> yeah. It really, really is. I feel like a tiny person. <laughs> um, it's like you know when you watch films from the seventies mm -hmm. and they go shopping and they get boxes of cereal that come up to your waist and washing detergent yep. that's the size of five times the size of the ones you'll buy now. Italy appears to still be in that kind of quantity of boxes. Absolutely. This cheese. This cheese. Holy hell, that cheese okay, is Okay, that is the equivalent of, I'd say, seven Dairyly Circle things. Mm -hmm. I'd you say put, more than that. Yeah, probably more. Because those Dairyly things are tiny, mate. Oh, the, the whole circle? Oh, no, I'm thinking of baby bells. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You uh, don't deserve this cheese. Before we get out of here, I just want to get this quick email here from Harry Iverson. I've eaten the bread thing now. I don't think people are sick of hearing us chew on this. Just wait till it I start is, chewing on the bread. It's amazing foley work, though, I will say. Mm. Um, hi, Luke, Laurie, and Ollie. I'm writing this email to say I won't be at the rest of the long on Tuesday. Come on. Not that I bought a ticket. I'm just gutted I can't go to meet you guys. I have the day off as well, but my shift starts the next day at 5 a.m. <clears throat> Sorry, I've just got some of that bread come up. <laughs> oh, my throat's cold in the back of my throat. I need some water. You sound emotional. <laughs> Sorry, excuse I'm, me. I'm beaten up. Harry can't be here either. Yeah. But. Um, so, uh, my... 
The ship the next day starts at 5am, so I would not be able to make it down to London from Newcastle. I would have loved to be there, and I'm sure it would be an awesome time. You guys have helped put a smile on my face and helped me forget all the negative things that are troubling me. Whether it be uh, feeling bullied or victimised at work, or the stress of my grandpa being put in care from having a stroke and going from an independent woman who needed no assistance to needing nearly 24 hour at the click of a finger. When I feel down, I simply watch one of your videos or listen to the podcast, and I instantly forget my troubles, and I smile and laugh. You lads make me look insane. Uh, out loud when I'm <laughs> laughing on the phone. Now, when I listen to the podcast, I feel as though I'm listening to my friends just talk about wrestling, and I feel like yous have made friends with all the SWAF Nation, whether it be with silly little jokes on the podcast or just a good ramble about anything you guys have ended up doing. Anyway, it puts a smile on my face. I wish I could show you my appreciation by making something or coming up with something, but I'm not artistic or creative. But to show my appreciation, I will try my best to perform Nakamura's song on the bass. It will be a phone shop video, so apologies for the naff quality in advance. Sorry for the long email, I just wanted yous to know how much you mean to me. Hopefully I will meet you all in person one day. Thank you for uh, never stop rambling. You don't have to read this out. I just thought I would show you my appreciation. P.S. I will try to get the video to you before the Prince Charles Cinema Show. Sincerely, Harry. Love you. Goodbye. Well, thank you very much, Harry. And uh, hope everything goes okay with you. Uh, with your your grandparent, your grandmother, and your, uh, your awful job by the sounds of it. Mm, yeah, you should, you know, take them to a tribunal or, or something. Uh, and we are your friends. Absolutely, we're we everyone's are. friends. Yes, but if you want to become our best friend, food. Yeah, <laughs> like you, I, I, I can't wait to see the the bass guitar thing. But I didn't know how much I'd like to receive in food. I didn't. I didn't foresee you getting this excited. About I it. think I'm hungrier than I thought I was. Yeah. And I love Italian food. So, yeah, yeah, like uh, a jar of Dolmio. Don't send a jar of Dolmio, for <laughs> God's sake. Don't eat Dolmio, period. It's awful. It's got so much bad stuff in there for you. Oh, it's so bad. But it is bad. Make it from scratch. It's not that hard. Just a jar of Pisana and some basil and oregano. It's all you need. I'm a working single mother of four. I don't have time to make a fresh ingredients bolognese every day, Luke. actually quicker. Um... Christopher Jenkins has emailed in. Hello, Jenkins! <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's a joke for the podcast that Ollie probably won't laugh at. And this will be good because he's got lots of food in his mouth. Mahatma Gandhi, <laughs> as you know, walked barefoot most of the time, which produced an impressive set of callus on his feet. He also ate very little, which made him rather frail. With his odd diet, he suffered from bad breath. This made him a super calloused, fragile, mystic, mystic hexed. By halitosis. Super callous, fragile mystic, hex by halitosis. So that is all we've got time for on this no, show. No, no. Let them hear. <laughs> This has been, I'd imagine, for us, one of the best outros ever. <laughs> but for anyone listening, one of the grossest outros they've ever heard on any podcast ever. This has been so much mastication. Oh, stop, that's gross. <laughs> what was that, folks? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to uh, Nicolo for sending us these wonderful, wonderful gifts. We're going to go eat some of the meal now. 
Um, we'll be back tomorrow with the SmackDown review, but remember, please do come down to the Prince Charles Cinema tonight. You've got plenty of time if you're in London and listening to this podcast, because it will be up in the afternoon. So please do come on down. We're looking forward to seeing each and every one of you there. I'm sure on tomorrow's show, we're going to have some fun stories to tell about it. But until then... Or it'll go terribly. Or it'll go awful. Until then, take care. I love you. Goodbye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.